between now and 2028, over 6,000 members of the Garda Shukana could retire from the force. That's over 45% of the force itself. And, I'm, and that really concerns me, you know, that, that we're losing, not only losing, could lose that number of members by 2028, but that the retention recruitment that they have lauded over a period of the last number of years hasn't worked out at all. And they only have to look at the figures for the numbers that they were going to recruit last year, the year before, and hasn't reached the, the, the high numbers or the high peak numbers they were supposed to. So there is a concern uh, within the force at the present moment. And the, the tragedy here is that we have a Minister for Justice and a Commissioner who are dogged in their approach, who don't want to listen to criticism from either the Representative Association, who are really concerned for frontline members, and from other uh, concerned citizens, including other politicians as well. And that's the problem at the present moment. They're dogged in their view. They won't listen to anyone else. And they, they're, they're going down this road. And, and I don't like where it's leading to. And, and what it's leading to is more friction within the, the force itself, between the force, the management, the frontline management, and, and within the, the political, uh, the government sector as well. And I think... At this stage, I think the, the powers that be, and if anybody is, is listening today, need to look at it in totality, and, and we need a different approach to what's going on in the Garda Shikana at the present moment in time. Uh, it's a, the, the tragedy is we're losing members. We lost over 160-odd members last year to resignations. There's over 100 members on suspension, some up three, four years in suspension, and... Um, the, the, the oversight that has suffocated the Garda Shukana at the present moment in time. It's just not making it an attractive job. And young people that come into the job, you want to make it attractive for them. You want to make it as a vocation. But it's no longer a vocation. It's just a job. And if they don't like it, they'll leave. What about those people who are not so young? We see the, the age limit increase to 50 under the current recruitment campaign. Do you have faith in that recruitment campaign in terms of getting more members into the force? I mean, what, what they should have focused on first was then they should have focused rather than increasing the age, but they should have focused increasing the age in relation to um, reserve members, which had uh, the numbers, the age increases were already there. I mean, they should have focused on recruitment into the reserve force first to let people give them a feel of what it is to be a member of the force and to wear the uniform and to do frontline duties every day. Uh, instead, went down this route of, uh, you know, because the WRC felt that it was uh, rather ageist to, to, to prevent people from up to 50 years of age from joining the force. Now, there are probably, and there are exceptional people at 50 years of age plus who could do the job probably, but you're only giving this experience to a very limited period of time. If somebody joins at 50, you're retiring at 60 unless they get an extension to 62. So uh, two years of that is taken up in training and you really have eight years left. And what benefit of eight years? Because most people will tell you, and I know for a fact, it takes 10 to 15 years to really get into uh, the, the, the investigative process and understanding the, 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 the different nuances within the force itself and understanding the criminal law legislation because it changes so often. So, I mean, it's not going to benefit us the way they think it's going to benefit us. There is no studies yet as to how it's going to benefit us and, and we're only at a very early stage. But we will find out in the next couple of years whether or not it will benefit or has benefited the, the force as a whole. What it should be doing 
is looking at, at what is wrong in the recruitment and retention process. And that's something they were supposed to do in relation to exit interviews. And there are very minimal number of exit interviews carried out. Uh, I think that's where progress needs to be obtained from those exit interviews, finding out what has gone wrong and why are young people leaving.